Growing up with a cane pole in his hand Like a fool of dreams sitting down by the street The leads him to the corpus pale Give him a shotgun to please his mind Give them quail a few reasons to fly Living in the city just ain't for me I want to go back to the country Take me to Texas I want to go down that open road Take me to Texas I want to see how far this country goes Take me to Texas I want to go down that open road Take me to Texas I want to see how far this country goes Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, if you're going, leave the sinking ship behind. Come on, Let's do this. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. It's the Outdoor Zone, and we are live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch. We call it home every Sunday morning, 7 to 9, live right here on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network. Or 24-7, 365 on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and many other... Well, you're getting good. Today is unlike any other day, and I don't believe any of you in this room right now, in the bunkhouse right now, and it's starting to bother me already. We're 30 seconds into this deal, and I don't think you understand how important today is... Happy in our New country, Year in our state, to us. well, it might not Happy. feel, but they it, may not feel the same way across uh, it, the country. No, no South it's, Texas, it's across don't. the country. I mean, there's guys that are dove hunting across the country, maybe not everywhere, except but, for in Ohio. So that's uh, that's not in this country. But yes, that's above the. <laughs> you know what? Too is Trey Webb. You know what? Yeah. What just my heart just got I, all tender. But you, and you don't understand. You sent you out the. You don't understand. The significance of today. So we have like Christmas, we have Easter, right? The birth of Christ, the resurrection of Christ. We have then we have dove season. Nothing compares because it starts the whole year. It starts the whole year of uh, of then we roll into every other. I mean, fishing gets good again. Dove season. We got deer season, archery. Everything. Kicks in. So it's happy. Today, happy. it all begins today, and y'all are acting like it's just another well, day. Let's the just say cow. happy so, hunting New Year. No, so you don't just right say now. it. It's happy a, hunting New Year. You don't just say it. That's what I'm. That's okay, what I'm how saying. do you want to do this? I just you, do it, it has to be a feeling. You have to. <laughs> you have to. You have to know it for what it is. You have to. You have to accept it and and live it. It's pumping I, through I'm, your blood. I'm feeling it. Otherwise, you like move somewhere else. <laughs> wow. You're so I was with. I was with. Uh, I got a 20 foot trailer out there. I've been had packed since Friday at noon. I've been ready for this morning. I you was, need that. You brought that much ammo. <laughs> <laughs> I got ammo, guns, ice chest for what? Like 14 minutes of actual shooting time this afternoon. I saw. Uh, I was with at the ranch working on deer feeders and stuff last week. 
and I was sitting in the uh, in the ranch house for a few minutes, and Tom, the guy that owns the ranch, Tom Ball's place out there, we're we're out there, and he goes, "I love this time of year. I like I love hunting in the mornings, coming in, watching football, and then going back out and hunting again." <laughs> I just thought, <laughs> man, I mean, this is that's all it. It's just. So kids really like it. Well, too. welcome. It's the Outdoor Zone uh, live in the bunkhouse. I'm TJ Graney. Uh, that's Cody Ryan over there. Beefsteak is in the house. Oh yeah. Road Rash is the ranch hand that gets here early. Make sure the gate gets open and the old pot belly stove gets cranked up. And yes, even when it's ninety degrees outside, we crank up the old pot belly stove. We also have the Honorable Alan McGraw in the house with us. Good morning. Good morning. And uh, could I make a public service announcement? <laughs> yes. And remind you that your hunting and fishing license expired yesterday. Correct. You need a new one starting today. Yes. Let's see yours, Alan. <laughs> so, get, so This is not from this country. It's from other places. So as you are sitting in the cornfield right now, get in your truck, <laughs> unload your shotgun. Hey, did do you have your U.S. Texas hunting license? My yeah. what? Your Texas. Your, <laughs> I don't need I one I mean, of those. you hunt so many different places. <laughs> I haven't gotten it yet. That's why I'm, that's why I'm that's here with you guys. We're talking about oh, okay. Otherwise, so, he'd be out hunting. That's right. So, <laughs> I just don't feel it in this room. Do it's you, all of you. Do you, when you go. Like I'm a bunch of random bunch of. It snuck up. It did sneak what up. What is this, on a baking show? Mine. Or are we going to talk about you know, baking next? I'm going. Well, there is a little sewing? cake story. Is this that, a sewing know. show? Cody's going to want to talk about fishing in a minute. Uh, uh, no. I want to talk about fishing. Oh, and, I want to talk about my phone, my phone's blowing up. It's like, Cody's on the TV. Cody's on a television show. Cody. I was like, oh, my God. Yes. Uh, apparently, Cody's this is in the, the greatest Cody, day. Cody's in the, <laughs> I made the TV the show bass, this week, the bass. fishing TV show. So that's what he's he really on, wants to celebrate. He's in the catalog again as a model in the fishing gear. And oh my oh, gosh, yes, that's all that's I've heard right. the last two yeah, weeks. Everybody's like, did you see this? It's like, Too yes, bad he was turned backwards and, you know, 200 yards away. But, you know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was a good shot, Cody. It's a good great shot. shot. Yeah. That guy was in the water. With a gigantic pace. Hey. So my wife said, uh, what? "We should should we go over to Beefsteaks and eat dinner over there?" <laughs> so, so where did where's the beef? Talking about cake, I didn't bring it this morning. We made it all yesterday. So what happened is my wife, uh, she does cakes for people, and it was a pretty big one with a giant teapot. I, yeah, I don't want to talk about it, but anyway, she put it in. She goes, "Can I use one of your freezers? You know, to do this to freeze the cake because it's going to be outside." For quite a while and um i said sure no problem well it was my hog freezer you know i've got a venison freezer and i got a hog freezer <laughs> so anyway she used the hog freezer but when she shut the door it didn't go and seal i guess there was a she'd moved a there's box. like a teapot or there was a <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a floral design something like that there was a box that she had sat it on and it was keeping the door so in the morning she opened it up and guess what drip drip there's blood dripping on her cake uh on luckily she had it in a cardboard box you know to deliver it but yes it was so (laughs) (laughs) and she's like "Ah! oh no and so anyways it uh it didn't get you know it was still like if you picked it up it was still frozen in the middle but i didn't trust it so we ended up cooking in the instapot all that hog meat yesterday, all that meat, and putting it in the uh, freezer. 
you know, making it into stew or whatever it was. And we made it for She helped you do it? Oh, yeah. Did yeah. she tell the customer that was red food dye? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a uh, a gluten-free cake. <laughs> like, well, that didn't, that didn't cause any yeah, problems. It was a vegan so. cake. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. That's awesome. That's so, yeah, so we spent the, the whole day kind of We shouldn't have said that front. out loud. Your wife's probably going to be pissed. She hears that. You told them about that? Well, and if she, you got any no problems, problem, give her a call me. at 518. <laughs> <laughs> or to order a cake. <laughs> <laughs> order a cake. <laughs> a new, the, the new blood style. Um, <laughs> meat cake. No, that's the, way they, that's the way they do it in like Ireland and stuff, right? They just put blood, blood pudding. In. You yeah, know? Yeah, there you go. Man. Blood cake pudding. Get with it. Yeah, I like it. Meat pie, blood pudding. Yeah, whatever. It's all like that. So, But it was delivered and everything was successful and I... Uh, did all that, cleaned out the freezer and got it working. It was no problem. It was not a failed freezer. It was just the failed uh, door that wasn't yeah, shut. Yeah, of course. And what you did was you I set, kept my mouth shut is what I did. Smart. I didn't say But you nothing. sent out a you sent out a deal to Cody and I. You had this like sensor that you can put in your freezers that oh. goes to your phone that's So the only thing I told my mom I, my mom, oh my gosh. The only thing I told my you wife called your mom. <laughs> oh, she melted my So what what I uh I said, you know, I just don't want this to happen again. It's no big deal. But to make it not happen again went to the root of the problem. And I you can get these sensors you tell your mom what bucks. you want for Christmas. No, no, still. no. So twenty. So for twenty eight bucks, you can get a sensor. You get two sensors. They go in your freezer. They have uh, batteries in them, and it runs through a Wi Fi little Wi Fi deal that you put up by your router, and it will keep the temperature and run an app. And if it gets below a certain temperature, or above a certain temperature, whatever it is. You can set that up. It'll alert your phone. You have a whole app where you can look at the... It has a little thermometer. Why don't you just make sure the door's shut next time you go out there? How do you know that? So she did it at like, I don't know, 9 or 10 o'clock at night. How do you no know big, that? You, I've, you know, I have the a... The little light is on or it isn't. What my, light? My, uh, in the freezer. freezer has when a beeper. Okay, we're talking has about... An automatic, it has a beeper on yeah, it. Yeah, but it's in the garage, man. Oh. Yeah. It takes a while to get to do that you point. have... Do you have a bunch of meat from the international stuff? Do you ever? You don't get to bring any of that back, huh? No, I do. I'll bring it back. You can bring it back from Canada. You can't bring it back from Europe or Asia or Africa, but Canada, yes. Well, do you bring? Ask him how he brought it back, though. Do in, you, in a sleeping bag. <laughs> of course. <laughs> a 20-degree sleeping bag. Uh, yeah. Well, okay, so we didn't have a cooler. But and I didn't want to go buy a cooler and check another bag, and a cooler is nothing but insulation. So we froze the meat, wrapped it up in my sleeping bag, put it in my duffel bag, and brought it home. And when we unwrapped the sleep the sleeping bag, it was still frozen solid. Well, so that's, that's it's, it's pretty a, dang smart out yeah. there. A little bit like the meat cake, though. There was a uh, little sir, residue problem. Sir, what do you have in the bag? <laughs> <laughs> no, he checked uh, it. I checked it. I told him all about it. So oh. there's a big meat sleeping bag rolling around it. At Austin, Bertram, <laughs> <Like a>, about <laughs> body. So when a I bag, went, you know that in a duffel bag, <laughs> yeah, like with meat. meat. So it's like thing. that time I came back from elk hunting and uh, and I shot a big elk, a uh, cow elk or something, and I had it in the back of my truck, wrapped in tarps, ice down because I was going to take it to the butcher, and uh, and I stopped at Dairy Queen in some small town somewhere to have a burger on my way home. 
and uh, I walk back out, and all underneath the back of my truck, it's blood that had dripped out of the meat and stuff. And all you see is tarps wrapped around and stuff in the back of my truck. And even like, hmm. We got a homicidal killer. Oh, I shouldn't say that. Anyway, so so you brought it all back, and, and uh, no problem? You got it no problem. Your, yeah? No problem. So what kind of stuff's in your freezer? Moose, elk, sheep, deer, pig, antelope, pizza. <laughs> hey man blood pizza so blood you pizza. need to censor they're they're 28 dollars. you'll never have any problems it'll tell you on your he phone. doesn't have any problems because he just closes the door and makes sure oh, but you know what gosh. some of those some, but i have had the, like the the breaker or something uh-huh. the little switch for some reason the switch in our bathroom runs the freezer in the nice in the garage here. i don't know so why your it's hair that way. so like a hair dryer will yeah. shut down your freezer and I, so I think the sensors are a great it's idea. It's a lacrosse. See, I told you. Yeah. Now, Alan, you want to come do. sit by me uh, yeah, over here? I think it's a great idea. All right. There we go. See, Cody? Well, great we'll, idea. Uh, we'll talk more about worldwide hunting uh, with Mr. McGraw as we go about. Plus, it's the opening day of dove season. My father-in-law <laughs> is heading out, is at my farm, probably pulling up to the gate right now. Yeah. All right. So Why? He's give because it? he understands that hunting. Oh, my gosh. Well, I I was afraid yesterday. I saw him at the UT football game, and I thought, "Oh my gosh!" No, he I thought like he was it. flying in. Yeah, he got up early. No, he said, nah, "I'm going to go early Drive. and go hunt." Now he's going to have a he goes truck it's opening full of day. Yeah, it's happy hunting season. Woo! Hey, we'll talk a little yeah. vision on the flip side. All of that and more. You get it only one place every Sunday morning, right here. It is the number one outdoor radio show in Texas. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Find us twenty four seven three sixty five. At the outdoorzone.com. Somewhere along the way. I'm Andy Morgan, and I fish FLW, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Good morning, regulators. You're tuned in to the number one outdoor radio show right here on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network. Available here live on Sunday, 7 to 9, or 24-7-365, theoutdoorzone.com. Sun Automotive. Everybody at some point needs to have their vehicle repaired, and it can be hard to find a mechanic you trust. We use our friends at Sun Auto Service. There, uh, there's no need to go to the dealer for maintenance or repairs any longer. Sun Auto, Auto Mechanics can service all your new car needs. One of their shops, uh, at any of their shops, with their ASE certified technicians. When it comes to your auto repair, maintenance needs, brake repairs, transmission service, Sun Automotive sincerely appreciates having the opportunity to serve you at Sun Auto Service Repair Shop nearest you. You can find uh, locations all around Central Texas, our family locations, uh, 405 West Slaughter Lane. There's one at 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and the Lakeway location at 1206 Ranch Road 620. Find all the information you need at sunautoservice.com. sunautoservice.com. 
So, Bassmasters had a, an elite series <coughs> event up in uh, the northern side, Wisconsin area. Scott, Wisconsin. Scott Canterbury, leading angler of the year, going into the final couple events for the year. A name that we've heard on FLW Tour for many years and uh, has made the switch over to the elite series, is leading angler of the year. Never been a contender, I don't believe, for angler of the year in FLW, but... Uh, moved over to Bassmaster and just having an awesome year. So cool to see that. Jamie Hartman, a kind of a newer name from up north, uh, making a name for himself in the bass fishing world, won the last event. They've got a couple left. They're going to Fort Gibson in Oklahoma in a couple weeks. And uh, and that'll kind of be, I think they've got two events left in the Bassmaster Elite Series to finish out the year, decide who. Uh, Those guys are they are doing okay. You I know, wonder how their crowds I are doing. I was talking, uh, their crowds are great. Their crowds have never, uh, didn't from go all down, the reports, their no. crowds for weigh-ins and all that are still the biggest crowds. It's still the Bassmasters. I mean, there's nobody that can compete with that. You know, the brand loyalty behind Bassmaster. You don't have to be a bass fisherman to know that Bassmaster is a thing, Right. I mean, that is the thing, the Bassmaster Classic. People know that, that have never caught a fish, caught a bass. They've heard of the Bassmaster Classic. So the brand loyalty's there. I don't think you've got to have the big names to still be relevant if you're well, they Bassmasters. Got big Plus, names. they got 500,000 paid subscribe members, paid members, 500,000, which can't be beat anywhere those are people that have paid money to be a part of Bassmaster. so uh needless to say they're not going anywhere well so my, i mean they're not going anywhere people were thinking they were going to fall off the edge of the earth when 80 percent of their guys went over to major league fishing not the case they've proven that this year the crowds have been just as big if not you know bigger uh i think we saw it was interesting. So Major League Fishing, the same time this last Bassmaster Elite Series event happened, Major League Fishing, the new biggest thing, the biggest, everybody went over there, all the big names went over there. You see it on TV. It's the biggest thing in fishing. Had their championship, the Red Crest Championship, supposed to rival the Bassmaster Classic. Big they had one. it yep. same time this past week, or last week, last weekend. Uh, I got reports final day. Spectators on site, they had everybody there. The biggest 18-wheeler Yamaha trailers, everybody was there. Uh, I had reports five to 700 spectators to the biggest event of the year. Given it was in Wisconsin, probably not the best venue for a big crowd. Yeah, but surely with all that brain power, they figured out Wisconsin would not be the brightest place <laughs> to do their championship. Come on. At least the first one. Yeah. They should have done it in Alabama or New York, someplace where they'd have 5,000. At least 5,000 when you got the Bassmaster Classic drawn 20, 30, 40,000 for a. Still. Yeah. So, oh, still. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Hey, uh, so I was at a thrift store getting a nice shirt for my last event. <laughs> No, 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 no. Listen. And so I've got a corner of like. I always go through the books. And while I was there, I found this book and it's called Bass Wars. 
angling for fame and fortune in big league bass fishing. Oh, that's what I've been named, missing. A guy named Nick Taylor. He wrote it in 1988. And it. listen to this. On a rainy day in December 1983, I opened the Atlantic Constitution to see a story in the sports pages about a fishing tournament. The winner, it said, would make $100,000. That information was startling enough to lure me to the in, through the rain to Lake Sydney Lanier, north of Atlanta, to see what this fishing tournament was all about. And this is, it, it is an incredible cool book about some of the early days yeah with some of the guys and kind of how all that stuff was so i bought it for you oh cost me 50 cents happy new year happy hunting new year well i mean it is you you know it's one it has it it has some killer names in it and the guy's a great writer and in it was kind of a you know editorial on some of the earlier days i mean 88 it's not the earliest but you know it's pretty cool yeah the pages are Yellow, or yeah, brown. That's, that's you know that's, that's how you know it's made old. out of uh, corn stalks, corn husks. Oh, thank you. Yes, <laughs> okay. I'll anyway, read, I'll read that's that. your present. Uh, Major League Fishing uh, did have a superstar this year that shined. Edwin Evers, a name we've heard forever, uh, fantastic guy. Man, there's not a better guy. He won a regular season event. He won the Red Crest, their their signature event, their Good title call. event. Good call. He won the, uh, and he won Angler of the Year. So he had three giant trophies out of a handful of trophies for the whole year, you know, really. Uh, for the first year of Major League Fishing, he blew it out of the water. Edwin Evers, he's just an old pecan farmer, you know. You can buy Edwin Evers pecans online if you want. Oh, where, how so, much money did he make on all that? I, I don't think I've seen a total, but it's well over a half a million. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, you could make a living on that. I mean, if you got a pecan farm on the side. Yeah, something. You know, yeah, you something gotta to have, pay the electric. That's right. That or so, a laundromat or car wash or something. Yeah, you got to have a little residual income. Yeah, to, something that, you know, your wife can count on. Right, right. So, great year for Edwin Evers. Uh, man, he is just a great person. You know, I like to see good people win obviously i like to see people i respect and they give it back to the lord and all that win that uh really it's more connecting and emotional for me to see somebody like that win so i was happy to see him uh take the first year of major league fishing i I, they've still got a couple championships they keep talking about for the rest of the year i don't understand what those are if they're the Secret ones, I believe they're the secret ones they can't talk about and they won't televise. It'll come out next year sometime on TV. Uh, I don't understand what those are, though. I don't I don't get that part. I got the regular season. I finally figured it out. You know, they earn points just like everything else. So, i tell you what. The old fella that's been spending his money on fishing lures and fishing all these years, uh, you know, 50, 60-year-old fellow like myself who's in the prime where I, I'm not going to worry about spending money on a little You're bit of this, prime. a little Here bit of that. I am in my prime. And, and, uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> and so, Alan, you want to, and um, so, no, I'm saying, that? what I'm saying is, you know, I used to be able to follow, I could follow Bassmaster. I yeah. read the magazine, 
you know, I, I I knew how to follow Bassmaster. I knew how to follow yeah. FLW. They they made it real simple, real basic. Five fish. And this other thing, <laughs> it, it's taken you to try and figure it out up to this point. And I'm just like, okay, maybe they're going after the younger guys trying to, you know, break into that whole thing. But I'm telling you, they're missing a chunk of people. Well, well they, yeah, they are. But, uh, but I think... I mean, it's got a place. It's obviously made a stance. It's got a place. They'll, I'll, I'll say it. They'll probably buy out FLW if they'll give up the reins. That's been the ploy and the talk for the last year, year and a half. They'll and buy out FLW. Fold it into there. Yeah, I don't know how they'll do that, but at some point they will. Okay. They've got to have a feeder system. You can't look at major league fishing and go, man, I can't. I want to be a major league fisherman because there is no way to get there. It was an invite only for the first three years. You got no chance of getting there. Sorry, kids. You can't ever be a major league fisherman. Uh, but So they've got to have a way to get there, and I think buying something that's in place, major league fishing, uh, 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 for FLW, FLW is probably what they'll buy, uh, and then you'll have two, two tra- you'll be back down to two trails. Uh, they'll figure out how to do major league fishing where it makes sense and gets a great, but you got to have, I mean, it was great for the sport because it really shook things up. It's making everybody reevaluate what they're doing. The industry's dollars are getting real thin, so that's not good, but, uh, it'll come back together and it'll make sense. Eventually things had to change when you got kids going on YouTube with a million subscribers talking about fishing and all they're doing is walking to the pond in their neighborhood yeah you, you got something for it. and they're, yeah they're making hundreds and you know of thousands what? and of dollars. all they want is they want to fish the bass masters with the way society is pounding on our rights to gun, own guns it's imperative that we support our local gun shops the ones we trust with our constitutional rights mcbride's guns mcbride's guns has a gunsmith on site Right there to help you repair and modify your firearms. We'll see if uh, Beefsteak went in there and got his shotgun modified where it shoots straight. <laughs> You'll find the- McBride's <laughs> in the same place it's been for years, the corner of 30th and Lamar. You can give them a call, 512-472-3532 or online, McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's Guns, your hometown gun shop. All right, we'll be back right after this. It's the Outdoor Zone Live in the Bunkhouse, 7 to 9. Every Sunday morning on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network or 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, I'm Randall Tharp and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone Fish On. All right, welcome back, folks. It's the Outdoor Zone, number one outdoor show on radio. I'm TJ Graney. You are the regulators. You're tuned in to the deer shooting, flounder gigging, dove blasting, hog dogging, bass catching, mountain climbing, fly fishing, four wheeling, adrenaline junkie Outdoor Zone radio show broadcast from the bunkhouse every Sunday mornings. Uh, archery country, 
Whether you're an avid bow hunter chasing elk, whitetail, bear, or game around the world, Archery Country is the place to get all your gear. The staff and the owners at Archery Country are not part-time shooters. They're avid bow hunters and 3D shooters that hunt and compete. If you're looking for something for your kids, the folks at Archery Country know all the tournaments and school programs. They coach kids and hold classes regularly. How about a crossbow? Archery Country has the best brands and all the gear to get you up and hunting with the crossbow. You can find them at 8121 Research Boulevard or track them at austinarcherycountry.com, austinarcherycountry.com. You can get all the – and they have all the new uh, Matthews gear. And I guess there was a big push this weekend, huh, Alan, that everybody get in there and get your stuff done. Don't wait till the last <laughs> minute. But now's the time to go get your gear get rigged and up. more arrows after you flung them all at dove this morning <laughs> so did did uh do you guys still have all the new matthews yes yeah i got plenty of them oh, got plenty of them okay good got got plenty of them the only plenty place around here you can get a matthews bow and what is what is the newest one that vertex 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 and if you're tall and you want a long one you can go to traverse I Which won't is, be getting that one. Yeah, that's not Cody's <laughs> you wheelhouse. Beat me to it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Got to say it before y'all do. Hey, now it's time for this week's news of the weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. The plan to use Fitbit data to stop mass shootings is one of the scariest proposals yet. Last week, the Washington Post reported that White House has been briefed on a plan to create an agency called HARPA, a healthcare counterpart to the Pentagon's research and development arm, DARPA, among other initiatives. Uh, this new agency would reportedly collect volunteer data from a suite of smart devices, including Apple Watches, Fitbits, Amazon Echoes, Google Homes, in order to identify neurobehavioral signs of someone headed towards a violent explosive act. The project would then use artificial intelligence to create a sensor suite to flag mental changes that make violence more likely. Wow. Yeah. Isn't this a little uh This is advanced. a government program where they're going to step in, and uh, I thought it was so appropriate uh was it you, Cody? Yeah, that's... I sent you last night. I sent you that uh, that little meme. Uh huh. People in the '60s. I better not say that. The government will hear my uh, will wiretap my house. Right. That's yeah. in the '60s. They people used to say that. People today. Hey, wiretap. Do you have a recipe for pancakes? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the instead of Siri or Alexa. You might as well just call it wiretap. So they've done, so a lot of the experts have kind of chimed in on this particular deal, and um, they are really, they are really um, almost laughing it out, just saying that there's no way that you can do that and yeah but, but they're already getting like the echoes and the other stuff there where you know democratic oh, new we'll york governor andrew Cuomo already has a health database on people in new york 
New York has already begun to compile a list which requires mental health workers to report any patient who appears likely to harm themselves or others seemingly at any point in the future. Don't John we have that basically already? No, what what they're what's happening is if if I think you're too mean, I report it and they come and confiscate every firearm in your house. That's done before you have any you're in front of a judge. That's guilty fr- until proven innocent. Well, that's, that's that red exactly. flag law that they're talking about. John Metzl, flag, yeah. director of Center for Medicine, Health, and so- Society at Vanderbilt University, listed other negative consequences that could occur if such a database was disseminated, including making it more difficult to get on an airplane or get a loan. There are real-world implications that that if that knowledge gets out, he said, you could put a microchip in every person diagnosed with mental illness in this country, and it still do nothing to reduce mass shootings, Melzer said. It wasn't also accompanied by a common sense, if it wasn't also accompanied by common sense gun laws. You, you know, know what's really funny is that we're we're sitting here trying to uh, dissect this this theory, this idea that they that uh, they may do something like this. We have a judge sitting here probably grinding his teeth, going, oh, my God, these guys are, what are these guys? No, that's not what it says. If you read. Well, if I'm you. I'm not saying a word. <laughs> so, so, I mean, yesterday on the news, it reported in London, guy went crazy with a knife, killed somebody with a knife, stabbed a bunch of people. It's not It's FBI the data implement. that says he more hammers and. Uh, and fists are used. Well, and in we'll deaths talk and, about it a little bit later. Yeah. I've got some. I've got some. Stuff anyway, well. what do you think about this? We'll talk about it in a little bit. Did it, you know Airbnb? Airbnb okay. has a uh, one of the questions. If you're signing up to have a property on Airbnb, do you have firearms in your home? Well, we're going to get to that right with the new firearm laws. Yeah, we've got new laws that have come into effect today. We're going to list all those. Actually, uh, we've the, got. Um, and, and we'll talk about. In you know, we had it. We did have a shooting yesterday in Texas. Um, yeah, I know Dessa Midland, man. Yeah. So Got let's his. let's circle around. We have uh, the Honorable Alan McGraw in the house with us, just back from what you told me, Alan. You just completed your four Ram, four Ram slam. Slam, grand Ram slam. slam, jam, grand yeah. slam, unbelievable, all sorts of different. And and you said this was the most difficult one, and I can't. I find that hard to believe after the stories of your other Rams that you've killed. So this is all archery. Yes, all archery. Which uh, the cool. the the Ram slam archery. I mean, you there's not very many people. None that have completed that task. Distances, they are. No. They sent me a certificate, and it was certificate number seventy-five. See, <laughs> oh wow, it, it square happen. off seventy-five. That's pretty I, cool. And I was, they, well, actually, they sent me two certificates. One was for the overall, which is rifle and everything else, and it was two thousand one hundred. But with archery, it was number seventy-five. There you wow, seventy-five people. There's more people that have climbed Everest. There's more people that you know done a bunch of these things. <laughs> Then done the ram ram slam via bow, that and this the incredible. last one was in uh, it was in 
Canada? Yeah, in yeah. Uh, Northwest Territories. So what kind of distance were you were you at on these? Six, uh, that one, the last one was 61 yards, so I've done, let's see, 51, <laughs> 61, 37, and 61. Well, that 37 one, geez. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> That's where you're shooting at. You know, you're practicing at 80 and 100. And so when you shoot 61, I mean, I don't know if you agree, but when you shoot 61 after shooting 80, 100, it feels like, oh, that's not that bad. Yeah, and that, that's uh, and I don't practice at 80 and 90 and 100 because I intend to hunt or shoot something that far. But psychologically, it makes a 30 or 40 or 50-yard shot a lot more doable right. when you've been shooting out to that distance. Right. The, the, yeah, the problem hunting at that distance is it takes still takes a long time for the arrow to get there. Yeah. And lots of stuff can happen <laughs> right. between, even if you made a perfect shot, right. there's a lot of stuff that can happen, particularly with the animal, like getting up and walking off. Well, and when you're at, and all those hunts are at elevation, right? Correct. And so you're, the wind and stuff that happens up there is, it is like a gust of wind will come up and over or through a cut or something, and oh my gosh, that'll oh, whack, yeah. that'll well, whack the, your... the, the uh the the sheep I shot in the desert sheep I shot in Texas was probably a twenty twenty five mile an hour wind, and so I basically aimed aimed at the ham and hit it in the shoulder. Oh. It that that was the drift. Golly! So the what was the story on the one in Texas? Because that was. That was a rare permit, or that was well. I don't remember what exactly that was. It that, was, uh, yeah, it what, was. It was, was Carter there with you, or some of the guys were there with you? That was a big deal. Well, all the this Carter wasn't there. All of the all the state biologists were there because it was on Elephant Mountain. It was on state land, and so they were the guides. So just a super, just an amazing group of guys that helped out on that hunt. Um, and that in Elephant Mountain is like ground zero for restoration of desert bighorns back to Texas. Uh, when that land was donated to the state, uh, it was under the condition that it would be used for bighorn sheep restoration. And so that's kind of like where they brought everything in. And then now as they restock other ranches and other properties, most of the sheep that they restock with come from Elephant Mountain. Are there opportunities for the public to hunt the big big are they all on private ranches no so there are um they there's two drawings a year that you can draw one mm-hmm. um it's probably about time to sign up for that drawing here can up. A, can a guy um so that would be a hunt and it would be on a private ranch no. or whatever no it would be on state land on it's it, a elephant drawing. mountain parks and wildlife uh, it, yeah elephant mountain black gap um sierra diablo it but it will be on state land uh if you draw the tag is it guided oh yeah same guy the s- same, same guys, guys that, same guys that guided me in fact i know the guy who who won the tag last year and same guys guided the, the state biologist guide him out there i love that we're gonna hear more of those stories i i am just ate up with that 75 people ever to do this so and we got them right here Hey, it's that blissful time of year again. Time for the Honda Summer Spectacular Event, where well-qualified buyers have 1.9% APR on the 2019 Honda Pilot at Kelly Blue Book's KBB.com Best Buy. Hurry into your local Honda dealers, shop your Central Texas Honda dealers today or online at CentralTexasHondaDealers.com. See dealer for financing details and more information. Visit Kelly Blue Book's KBB.com. Kelly Blue Book. 
It's a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. All right, we'll be back right after this. Up today. Hey, this is Jeff Foxworthy, and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody, on the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back, regulators. Rocking the show out today. Austin's hottest new restaurant, the Shore Raw Bar and Grill. Our amazing friends are at Shore serving up regional cuisine, combining flavors from Texas, Louisiana, and New Mexico. They have a really cool oyster selection there. Dollar Gulf Oysters on Monday starting at 5. They have a great, on Saturdays and Sundays, they have a great brunch. If you're digging seafood, this is the newest, hottest place to go. They have wonderful house-made breads. Go see our buddies over there, Rick and Rick Wahlberg and Jim Schneider. They invite you to join them at Shore Raw Bar and Grill, located uh, Highway 71 West at Covered Bridge, just west of the Y and Oak Hill on the left there. Headed if you're headed out, the Shore Raw Bar and Grill. You can go to ShoreATX.com for uh, all the details shoreatx.com for all the details you can also catch them on facebook now it's time for our game warden field notes these are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement defenders of the outdoors these are true game warden field notes Taking trouble off the road, uh, a couple of Van Zant County game wardens encountered an ATV operating on a public road near Lake Tawakini. As wardens made contact with the four-wheeler operator, they observed a Land Rover coming to a stop close behind, and the driver exit the vehicle. While one warden made contact with the operator of the four-wheeler, the other made contact with the driver of the Land Rover. As the warden approached the Land Rover, he noticed the driver make an effort to re-enter the vehicle and ordered him to step away. The subject ignored the commands and tried to reach inside the door, at which time the warden restrained him with handcuffs. Warden soon found a loaded pistol and a magnetic magnetic holster inside the driver's door frame where the man was reaching. They also discovered an M4 rifle and various narcotics. The investigation went on to show that the ATV was stolen, the pistol was stolen, the rifle was also flagged as stolen, the driver of the Land Rover, Land Rover was also convict, a convicted felon. Pending charges include a pair of third-degree felonies and three state jail felonies. Was he wearing a bit bit? That could attract him. Yeah, if only he had on his smartwatch. That's like what they put on... Uh, uh, when they let uh, guys out of oh, prison, yeah. they put that ankle thing on. Yeah, you know, monitor the my ankle monitor. That's yeah. just a Fitbit, basically. Right? Yeah, well, they What's but the they know they know that guy's you know already made a couple of mistakes. There's so. a guy that drives a motorcycle. I see him every morning. Uh, just about we he's got an ankle bracelet on. He does, man. That's he's got he, got, little... he got uh, permission to go to work. I guess. <laughs> 
Like, good for you, man. You know, go for it. But Alexis could be listening to him and pick up keywords, right? Like, uh, um, I don't know, uh, what would you say for a poacher? You know, let's go get a steal some. Yeah, they just hear, hey, let's go hunting, and it's, you know, midnight. Not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you if it was to... in East Texas, they'd have to, like, weigh that, you know, like, hey, uh, well, well maybe it's it East is. Texas. Yeah. So. Do you have the light and the rifle? <laughs> <laughs> the spotlight and rifle? <laughs> so, Alan, we were talking um, – about the and we're going to go into more details later but so one of the cool things about your ram hunts your sheep hunts was that um and and we're going to talk about the uh base camp camp at mount everest next hour with you because i'm just you know i'm drawn into that whole thing but uh you use the same muzzy broadhead slick trick Slick. Tr- oh, oh, whoa, yeah. man. That was a big <laughs> foul. <laughs> well, because uh, that's what that's Taylor. Uh, no, John Michael started shooting yeah. slick tricks. And yeah, so we all he... switched to him. Well, yeah. I switched to him. Yeah, y'all switched to him. Yeah. And super happy with him. But uh, I thought that was cool. And then you were telling me on your last, the one you just shot, you, uh, you guys, the ram went like way down into. about as close to hades as you've ever become yeah (laughs) yeah so what it started when i shot my first sheep uh and i got a complete pass through i thought oh you know what would be really cool and it had not crossed my mind before like i bet i could kill all four of my sheep with the same arrow and the same broadhead so then when i shot my second sheep um the broadhead was good but the arrow broke I'm like, okay, well, let's modify the plan just a little bit. <laughs> now, Use the same knock and the same fletching. <laughs> so now we're using the same broadhead. Now, we did so, change the blades, of course. I was um, wondering. That was yeah. going to be one of my questions. Yeah, no, we definitely changed the blades. And uh, and so when I shot the third sheep, the sheep was standing right on the edge of, of essentially a cliff, and it got a complete pass through on that. And so we were really concerned that, okay, the arrow's <laughs> over the cliff. That one's done. So we went back and checked, and we actually found it. Broadhead was still in good shape. And so then for this fourth sheep that I shot, it was way downhill in the rocks. And then I shot it, and I didn't make the best of shots. I'll, I'll be the first to admit. But it was a complete pass through. And so I had to stick with the sheep and follow him downhill. And he kept going down and down and down. <laughs> And then he he ends up dying down in this gorge, and that's what made this hunt so difficult. Was it was not so much the hunt as it was getting him out. And anyway, so by the time we got back up to the top of the mountain, I told my guide, "Hey, I hate to do this, but we got to go look for my arrow." And there was a storm coming up, and we were just exhausted, and we still had a long way to go. So he said, "Okay, let's go look." So we went over, and we 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 actually found where I had shot him from. And so I said, I'm going to get here, and I sent him down to look for the arrow. <laughs> so I had my rangefinder out, and uh, so I sent him. He said, and I kept using hand signals to send him left or right, and he said, is it here? And I, sh- I ranged him. I said, no, you're only 53 yards. you got to back up to your 61 yards. And so I sent him down, and lo and behold, he found it laying in the rocks, and it was in perfect shape. So, uh, Holy how come cow. you're not wearing a slick trick t shirt with a slick trick hat on and <laughs> yeah, a truck hash, that says hash, slick trick down the side? Hashtag slick trick. Well, and, 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 and you know, honestly, there's tons of great broadheads out there. It just so happened. I mean, I like slick trick because it's a simple, they're 
reasonably priced. Um, and it just so happened that that's what I was shooting. And I like. like and so, I would venture so, to say that, that has never been done with a slick trick broadhead to kill the four. I mean, there's only 75 guys that have done it with a, a, bow, a period. bow, period, much less the same broadhead. So yeah, I if you, should you be don't on do it, next... I'm going to market you thirty <laughs> percent. No big deal. I'm your manager so, now. So Alan, do you use the one uh, that has all four blades the same size? Or yes. two of them. Okay, same size. Because yes. there's it's one slick. with two of them that are just. This vertical. is just the basic slick. Tr- it's a slick trick magnum, is what it is. Hundred mm-hmm. grain. Yeah. Bigger savings, more inventory, thousands off new Ram trucks. Nile Maxwell Supercenter. Deep discounts on everything in their inventory, like the 2019 Motor Trend Truck of the Year, the 2019 Ram 1500. has better performance, more efficiency, more technology, and more than 100 safety features. And as that wasn't enough, you still have Niles' personal promise, that the same, the same promise he's been making for over 30 years, to beat any competitor's price in Central Texas. Just bring them the signed buyer's order and they'll beat it. Super size, super center size selection and savings at the number one Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram sales leader in Central Texas, Nile Maxwell Supercenter. 620 and 183 in Austin, or visit them online at nilemaxwellsupercenter.com. We've got Alan McGraw in the house. We'll talk to him on the flip side about Everest and more about a sheep hunt uh, that very few have ever done. Plus, we've got your Peter Report, your Armed Citizens Report. All that and more. It's the number one outdoor radio show in Texas. You're listening to The Outdoor Zone on opening day of Dove Season. Catch us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com.